It's here in the city. It's here in the city. This is here in the city. This is here in the city. I'm Sarah Harris. I'm Sarah Harris. New message. Truth should be truth. But then it depends on, in the telling, whose truth is it. We're here most Tuesdays, bringing you radio realities from the urban landscape and mapping the city with voices of creative social change in and around Los Angeles. On Pacifica Radio, powered by the people, thanks to the generous support of you, our listeners, the capable crew at KPFK, the innovators of web-based radio at SoundCloud, news you might have missed at newsdesk.org, and the community-funded reporting project, Spot Us. You can find us on the web at here in the city. That's H-E-A-R in the city.org. Today is May Day. If you're listening to here in the city on our home station, KPFK, you know that. If you're listening to our show on the web, welcome to our May Day show. May 1st has traditionally been a day to observe the rights of workers around the world to self-determination in the face of abuses and discrimination. It's the right to work an eight-hour day and to be compensated if you're asked to do more. It's also the right to be able to complain about labor abuses without the fear of retribution. In Los Angeles and in cities around the United States, May Day has also been the day when immigrants take to the streets and demand respect and equal treatment under the law in the United States. On today's show, we will honor May Day through the arts, through literature and oral history, and also by acknowledging those immigrants' rights roots of the marches here in Los Angeles as Occupy protesters join them in the streets today all through the city converging in Pershing Square, downtown Los Angeles, this afternoon at 4 p.m. This is Here in the City. I'm Sarah Harris, and I am sitting here with... Ed Harris. How do you know me? I'm your dad. Today is International Workers' Day around the world, May 1st. and um, This is the introduction of Stud Struggle's book, Working, and I hope you're all having a good time at work. This book, Being About Work, is by... It's very nature about violence to the spirit as well as to the body. It is about ulcers as well as accidents, about shouting matches as well as fistfights, about nervous breakdowns as well as kicking the dog around. It is, above all, or beneath all, about daily humiliations to survive the day is triumph enough for the walking wounded among the great many of us. The scars, psychic as well as physical, 
brought home to the supper table and the TV set may have touched malignantly the soul of our society, more or less. It is about a search, too, for the daily meaning as well as daily bread, for recognition as well as cash, for astonishments rather than torpor, in short, for a sort of life rather than a Monday through Friday sort of dying. Perhaps immortality, too, is part of the quest. To be remembered was the wish, spoken and unspoken, of the heroes and heroines of this book. There are, of course, a happy few who find a savor to their daily job. The Indiana stonemason, who looks upon his work and sees that it is good. The Chicago piano tuner, who seeks and finds a sound that delights. The bookbinder, who saves a piece of history. The Brooklyn fireman, who saves a piece of life. But don't these satisfactions, like Jude's hunger for knowledge, tell us more about the person than about his task? Perhaps. Nonetheless, there is a common attribute here, a meaning to their work well over and beyond the reward of the paycheck. Those are the words of Studs Terkel, the famous oral historian, Russian-Jewish immigrant who spent most of his life in Chicago documenting and talking to people about their workaday lives. If he were alive today, he'd be celebrating his 100th birthday on May 16th. This is Here in the City. I've traveled around this country From shore to shining shore It really made me wonder The things I heard and saw I saw the weary farmer A plowing sod and loam I heard the auction hammer Just a knocking down his home But the banks are made of marble With a guard at every door And the bolts are stuffed with silver That the farmer sweated for As people converge from all over the city of Los Angeles Centering on banks and downtown financial districts we offer you this song which was written by Mr. Pete Seeger Banks of Marble this coming Sunday Mr. Seeger will be awarded a lifetime achievement award from KPFK at their second annual Hero Awards alongside Gil Scott Heron who receives this year's award for outstanding achievement of course after he's passed I've seen the weary miner Scrubbing coal dust from his back And I've heard his children crying Got no coal to heat the shack But the banks are made of marble 
with a guard at every door And the vaults are stuffed with silver That the miners sweated for I've seen my brothers working Throughout this mighty land I've prayed we'd get together And together make a stand Then we might own those banks of marble With a guard at every door And we would share those vaults of silver That we have sweated and we're going to call up Gaspar Rivera Salgado, who is a project director and educator at the UCLA Center for Labor Research and Education, and who will be out today at one of the convergences for the May Day protests in solidarity with immigrants' rights. Labor Center, Gaspar speaking. Oh, hello, Professor Salgado. This is Sarah Harris calling from here in the city. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I am fine. How are you? Preparing for the excitement of today. Well, can you tell us what is it um, that you're planning on attending today? Well, um, I'm planning to join the rally organized, the march actually, organized by MIWAN, the Multi-Ethnic Immigrant Workers Alliance, and it starts at 2 p.m., and it's going to go down on Broadway, starting at Olympic and Broadway. And they're going to go to City Hall. Then at 4, I'm planning to join the um, the, um, the the rally organized by unions, immigrant advocates, and other, uh, and other people at 4 p.m. at Pershing Square, which is the convergence point of all the different caravans coming in from different parts of the city. So... As we speak now on the air, people will be on their way toward that convergence point downtown. And I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about um, Miwa's message and uh, some of the things that collaborating organizations want to give across as a message, some of the, the rights that you're advocating for today. Right, this is a great opportunity because we've seen a lot of convergence in terms of the message and the main demands that people are feeling that important on this International May Day. One of the main messages is uh, just and humane immigration reform. Uh, Everybody knows that our current immigration system is broken. And at the same time also, immigrants are among the hardest hit people as a result of the economic recession. So we want this in just for all. Uh, We feel that uh, in thinking about the recovery, we don't only have to think about trying to make the economy grow again and and just thinking about profits, but we need real jobs and good jobs for for everybody. And that's how we think. uh, We need to think about this recovery as an opportunity to rethink the way uh, the economy works for everybody. And Professor Salgado, the f- fights in the courts over 
civil rights violations and human rights violations in the arena of immigration policy is something that we fought uh, long and hard about in California. And now these are battles that are being fought in Arizona and Alabama. I'm wondering if you could give a little bit of perspective about why a march like marches that will be happening all over the world today, but a march here in Los Angeles is so significant as part of that movement for immigrant rights in the face of these types of policies. This is a good opportunity to really for uh, uh, people from the grassroots to express to express their voice and their concerns. We usually hear in the mainstream media usually the voice of the powerful, and that's how the message the message. Uh, about this crisis, about immigration is shaped. We usually hear elected officials, people in power, but I think these rallies really are a good moment in which we can see and hear what uh, people's concerns are. Um, for immigrant advocates, um, more and more, not only we have to follow the debate at the national level, but more and more the struggle is actually now in the state legislatures throughout the country even at the local level, as uh, uh, Homeland Security and ICE uh, continues their strategy to develop their program of secure communities, more um, uh, collaboration between uh, immigration uh, federal agents and the local police departments throughout uh, different parts of, uh, of, uh, of, of the country. So really, it's not only now you know, the fight is not only in Washington, D.C., but it has moved to other, uh, many different fronts. And uh, if we don't have a strong leadership at the federal level, this will continue. And as we know, uh, not every place has such a strong grassroots and civil society such as California. There are other places in which uh, minorities and immigrants are still very vulnerable. So it's not a, a big surprise that some of the most aggressive anti-immigrant uh, policies have been developed in places like the South, where there is a long history of racism and discrimination. And now, undocumented immigrants are the new targets of this. And we know that, you know, this, this anger and this kind of uh, violence uh, in terms of the human and civil rights of immigrants is misplaced because, uh, um, you know, uh, these immigrants are not the cause of the problem, but actually the victims. And as you've been planning with the um, the Labor Center, and also you're a board member of the Frente Indígena... De Organizaciones Binacionales. Can you tell us um, maybe a couple of stories or anecdotes about the people who've come out and helped organize, who are directly affected by policies, and who themselves are taking the day off um, from work in solidarity? Definitely. There have been a series of... Uh, neighborhood uh, meetings in the homes of uh, of a lot of these immigrants in in the offices of a lot of these uh, immigrant advocates and people have been talking about how they can imagine a different world they've been talking about how can we reframe the issue for example of immigration uh, some of these immigrants from uh, indigenous immigrants from southern Mexico are saying that yeah not only we should focus in this international day about our concerns here are immigrants, but also we should think about our sisters and brothers in our countries of origin, and that they should have the right to stay at home, to the right to to fulfill their dreams in their uh, communities of um, origins, and that therefore 
uh, we should also um, make accountable the our governments in Mexico. Uh, uh, Mexico is also going to have a presidential election on uh, July 4th this year, so there's a lot of politics about that. Also, among immigrants, there's a lot of concern about um, their future here. Um, uh, this uh, economic crisis has hit them the hardest, and they're still facing a lot of issues in terms of, you know, being without a job, being in low-paid jobs that usually don't, you know, even though they work full-time, they don't, they cannot make ends meet. They're experiencing a wage theft where even if they go to work, sometimes their employers do not pay um, uh, all the money that they own. So, so this is a great opportunity. A lot of people are, you know, have been discussing the issues and they be, as they prepare to take the streets of Los Angeles uh, later today, and uh, they're preparing different messages, not only thinking about their own situation here in the United States, but also thinking globally. We live in a global society, and they want to reach out also to their brothers and sisters in other parts of the world. And as as people go out to converge today, y esto lo voy a decir en español también, que si hay gente que quiere estar en las manifestaciones y tienen preocupaciones sobre sus derechos civiles y, y el hecho de poder estar en la calle, what would you tell people so that um, they're aware of what their rights are and that they know they can be in the streets and participate and that they have the right to do so? Esto es muy importante para toda la gente, este es un día muy especial eh, y simbólico donde toda la gente inmigrante con papeles y sin papeles eh, vamos a tomar las calles, este es un momento político y todos nos vamos a proteger, aparte todos los inmigrantes sin documentos por el simple hecho de su estatus legal, no quiere decir que no tienen ningún derecho, eh, va a haber mucha gente aquí, va todos las personas ciudadanos con documentos eh, vamos a estar en solidaridad con las personas que no tienen documentos. Es un día histórico. Nunca en la historia de estas manifestaciones ha habido redadas de la migra. Entonces va a ser un día seguro donde nos vamos a sentir orgullosos de ser inmigrantes y de tomar las calles. Entonces para los que quieran eh, venir, pues vamos a comenzar a las 2 de la tarde en la esquina de Olympic y Broadway. Vamos a caminar hacia el, el centro de la ciudad y luego a las 4 de la tarde habrá una gran manifestación y meeting en el lugar que se conoce como Persian Square. Invitamos a todos a venir y pueden traer playeras blancas, mucha energía y, y tomar mucha agua. Y es un momento realmente para manifestarse, estar en solidaridad con el uno con el otro y decir que aquí estamos y no nos vamos. Y cargar la bandera norteamericana, ¿verdad? The U.S. flag is what you're asking sí, people. Sí, que también como estamos reclamando nuestra pertenencia en este país, este país también es nuestro, y estamos diciendo que también lo vamos a tomar. Muy bien. Thank you very much. And I have um, one last question for you, which is when the meeting arrives at the Convergence Center this afternoon, which would be in a couple of hours from now, um, this is a moment five years after a very desperate, unpleasant, and uh, horrible moment for a lot of people in MacArthur Park when the immigrant rights protest was... Um, interfered with violently by the LAPD. Five years later, this is a moment where there's much more solidarity. There will be more people. It's not isolated. And I guess I would ask you, um, how important is it that there is an Occupy movement that crosses ethnicities and boundaries of all sorts and is really a moment where different movements in Los Angeles happen to be coming together today? This is very important because as we 
uh, step out in in occupy the city, we realized that uh, all of us, working people, minorities, uh, progressive people, have so much in common, more than our differences. We experience uh, uh, different issues. We know that our political agenda is very diverse, but this is a unique moment in which we can uh, stand shoulder to shoulder and see in each other's faces that our future is uh, by joining together and not separate. And this is, I think, for Los Angeles, is going to be historic, where all these different movements converge in a single voice demanding uh, back our humanity, our human and, and civil rights. And it's going to be important so we can uh, uh, be in solidarity and see that uh, how many things in common we have. Well, Dr. Gaspar Rivera Salgado, enjoy the march today and be safe. And uh, people know where to find you toward the Convergence Center at 4 p.m. downtown. At Pershing Square, yes. At Pershing Square. Thank you. Pershing Square at 4 p.m. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. You are listening to Here in the City on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara. 93.7 FM in San Diego. And 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. An archive and a podcast of our shows is at Here in the City. That's H-E-A-R in the city dot org. And at kpfk.org, you can like us on Facebook. If you like. And visit us at our website, hereinthecity.org. And follow us on Twitter. If you've passed the intersection of La Brea and 4th Street recently, you've probably noticed the giant steel sculpture of Lenin's head that's been there for the last few months on the southeast corner. This bust is the work of the Gao brothers, a pair of contemporary art instigators based in Beijing. Perched atop Comrade Vladimir's head is a tiny, naked female figure with the head of Chairman Mao, carefully balanced like a tightrope walker with the aid of a long pole. This is not the first time these bad boys, children of the Cultural Revolution and savage capitalism, have used the feminized, sexualized image of the chairman. For example, they previously produced a sculpture which rendered him or her in scarlet fiberglass as a sort of revolutionary sex toy with protruding, exposed breasts and a nose worthy of Pinocchio. Other works of theirs include a sculpture of a guilt-stricken chairman on his knees begging forgiveness for his crimes and excesses, or a performance in which the two brothers smash their feminized Mao sculpture into pieces with sledgehammers while wearing Mao masks. The brothers witnessed the Cultural Revolution while still children. Their father, a factory worker, was labeled a class enemy and disappeared. In the context of China's thriving contemporary art scene, where the parody and inversion of Maoist iconography 
has become so commonplace that it is nearly passé, the Gao brothers' outrageous provocations still manage to do something new with the image of the great helmsman. Lenin is rendered in a style more consistent with the conventions of socialist realism, with the exception of seven horizontal slices that cut his head into unevenly sized portions. Not surprisingly, these ambiguous riffs on communist iconography have generated troubles for the Gao brothers at home. Their artworks have been seized and their exhibitions suppressed. On La Brea, this monument resonates very differently. No longer dangerous, it functions as a conspicuous visual marker for the notorious art dealer Doug Christmas's latest exhibition space, something he is calling the Ace Museum. Mao and Lenin were once imagined as leading humanity to a brighter, more egalitarian future. Ironically today, their mutated likenesses serve as collector's trophies at the upper echelons of the art market. For Here in the City, this is Jesse Lerner. And that's it for Here in the City today. Special thanks to Jesse Lerner, Luis Sierra Campos, Tandisizwe Shimurenga, Daniela Gerson, Sabiha Khan, Albert Chacon, Rachel Salmon, Will Coley, Holly Harper, and to you, our listeners. We will be back next week with more radio realities from the urban landscape. Until then, you can find us on the web at Here in the City. That's H-E-A-R in the city dot org. I'm Sarah Harris. Signing off. To get thing on. When you go in and out, may you have peace and level and safe. Yes. Be safe. Peace.